Are you ready? I hope so, because we're we're live. Are you ready or not? We're live Here with we the come. Two Words Podcast. Ooh. Oh, and finally, we're back. Welcome, everyone, to the Two Words Podcast. My name is John, and with me, as always, uh, fortunately with me, is my tag team partner, Radio Matt, and I say fortunately because, well, because he's he's the man, he's the face that runs the place, but also because uh, because today we have a very special two words because it's a tag match, player. <laughs> Are both of us sick? We're both sick. This is not how I sound. I don't think this is how I sound. I, you, sound I, you sound almost normal. I sound almost normal, but I'm. I think it's deeper. You just got yeah. You got a little bit more bass. Yeah. So yeah, I apologize. This is how I sound, but we couldn't not have another show th- for the third. Yeah. Time. So, uh, so <laughs> my family got sick, and then you were away at LTN Con, and then your family was sick, and then your wife was gone, and it was like. Oh man! Yeah, we just couldn't get one. Couldn't get one out. Couldn't get one out. But we are so glad. And and you know, it's times like this though because, like, I really, I I kind of get to a point sometimes where I'm like, oh, who on earth in their right mind is listening to us? <laughs> but you actually at in your venture in LTN Con met a couple of guys. Yeah, it was really cool. So it was like, it was the first day of LTN Con, which for those of you. Not in the the know. That's a um, yearly convention that Love Thy Nerd puts on for you know all of its dopest uh, friends. <clears throat> and so we go, and I'm at the little radio booth that's kind of right by the front doors, right past the registration. And these two guys come in, they register, and the first thing they do is they see our title belt that we have displayed for people to take pictures with, and they see me, and they come over. And of all the things that I do for LTN, I've never been recognized for like two words (laughs) at all. And they came up and they're like, are you Radio Matt of the Two Words podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Like of all things for them to recognize you from. That's the one I'm like, yeah. And I had a fantastic a uh, couple fantastic discussions with these guys, but um, their father and son, their name is Brandon and Ethan. And um, it's a, a fantastic discussion about you know, how they listen to every podcast and uh, how their son was not too happy with the way we kind of dragged AEW the last time we were <laughs> we recorded. 
Yeah, we got some uh, of, of all of the things we've ever said that we got pushback on. Yeah. Uh, the AEW podcast was the uh, you good Tony Khan podcast. Yeah, was was yeah. Um, but no, they're they're two fantastic guys. I just want to give them a shout out because they they made my day. That was my favorite memory of that first day, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, we're we're back for oh goodness, I just shook, shook the I just shook everything, <laughs> everything, the whole place. Are we, are we still online? All right, we're good. Yeah, we're still we're still okay. Um, <laughs> we're talking about tag team matches, and uh, we're also going to finally be able to dive in to the Bray Wyatt. Uh, White Rabbit Climax. Yep, kind of conclusion. Um, conclusion exactly. to that and, and kind of what's happening. <laughs> since that's, I realized today that's how long it's been since we've since we've been on, right, like before right. Extreme Rules. Right. A couple, um, couple weeks before Extreme Rules. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so that was rough, but um, uh, so I, I've just written down snippets of every piece of news over the last month and a half. Um... Uh, I guess we'll start with most recently, uh, last uh, or this most recent Raw. Um, uh, Nikki Cross won the uh, won the championship off of Dana Brooke, and then immediately throw it threw yeah. it in the trash. And so uh, WWE has officially, uh, and you're gonna have to bear with me here, has officially retired the 24-7-48-7-7-11 I-95 South European 1942 Columbus Sailed the Ocean Blue 10-4, 4 out of 5 Dennis Degree Championship <laughs> that R-Truth so eloquently made famous uh, by winning it some like 50 times. They should, I think it was 52, 54, yeah. They should just give it to him and just let him take it. Just, just, yeah, just let him have it. And she, uh, she just walked off and just Chucked it in the trash. Well, she tried. It fell to the side of the trash. Did it can. fall to the side? <laughs> but she couldn't just like stop her little weird but, panic laughing and go, like, oops. But it was a good look. It was a really good look for her. Right, aligned yeah. it with damage control. <gasps> um, it and it was it was a proper send-off for that championship. I still remember, dude. I still remember how on AEW Dynamite that same week, AEW Dynamite. Bret Hart comes out and unveils the awesome yeah the AEW championship championship and then that's that very next raw is when Mick Foley comes out with his own bag and pulls out that gross green towel, which I don't hate I mean, it's, it's not so the worst belt but it's comparatively it was sad like th- that was when I was positive AEW was on top I still think it while. looked like the sign outside of a diner mm-hmm. that was. <laughs> That was it. Hey, yo. Uh, Nobody knows what's happening with CM Punk. Uh, The investigation into the fight after All Out is over. uh, And the elite are being hyped for their return to TV at full gear. Uh, But Punk is uh, is not coming, or, well, not being advertised to come back. And the rumor was that he wanted out of his contract. But it was also that the rumor, it was taking so long because he wanted to negotiate out the non-compete clause. Which, why? Unless he's planning to go to another promotion. But then it appeared like maybe he wasn't done with AEW after all. And on the most recent Dynamite, there have been references to him explicitly made, even showing Punk in a video package, which you don't normally do if your talent is leaving the company. Uh, Punk, I believe, is also recovering from an injury, so it might be a while before we truly find out if he is still all elite or not. Mm. 
Uh, hey, yo, I was, uh, I was scrolling the internets the other day, and I came across this Target-exclusive AJ Styles action figure, um, and it disturbed me a little bit because, uh, for one, he's wearing, like, trunks, <coughs> but they're disgusting brown trunks. Mm. Um, like the HBK brown pants? Yeah, but they're like trunks, so they go like all the way up mid thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got two interchangeable. Oh, I thought they were middle fingers. They're just fists. Um, they were oriented wrong. Uh, but I think the weirdest thing is, and I'll show you uh, if you're watching on our YouTube channel. He comes with a nitro shirt. What? Why does he come with a nitro shirt? Was he he ever wrestled. On? What, he wrestled one episode of Nitro. Oh, okay. So he, he was. was he was. Yeah. So he was in. <laughs> Uh, he was in a tag team, a, oh, well, Air Paris, I think was the name of the, um, the tag team. Wow. And they were in like a tournament in 2001 to, to win the AEW. They were like television WCW. tag team titles or something. Yeah. WCW. Uh, yeah. WCW. And, uh, I guess that was enough. Also the toy, if you look at the face, I'll show you the whole body. Um, Folks can look at it first, but like he looks like a young Ted DiBiase. Yeah, are you sure that's not Ted DiBiase? <laughs> it, it says on the on the thing, uh, AJ Styles. Hmm. It looks like Ted DiBiase and Randy Orton like smashed hmm. together. Hmm. Um, just get it together, Target. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart has recently come out to explain what the original plan was leading up to Survivor Series '97. Because that was just recently celebrated, wasn't it? That uh-huh. anniversary? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that, of course, was the night of the Montreal Screwjob. Brett explained that uh, him and Sean were really just getting started at that point in the match. Brett and Sean had mostly just brawled up to that point, And the real start of the match was to happen right where the screwjob took place. Brett said that they had planned another 25 minutes oh, of gosh. that match. And it would have been a spectacular match. Because they were really professional in the ring together, even though they didn't oh, like yeah. each other. They just gave them that kind of edge. They knew they were going to go out there and they were going to just bring the house down. Yeah. He says that while sure he would have to do the job to someone and lose the next night on Raw or something, he had convinced himself that Vince wasn't going to screw him over that night and planned to go out and have a fantastic match. <clears throat> That's amazing. I truly believe he wouldn't have done this. I don't think he would have taken the title to WCW. No, I, I, I don't think he would have. Um but I get I get the idea of being cautious of that. But also, if you listen to a lot of people, and I say a lot of people, when I say a lot of people, I'm talking specifically about um, whoever was running WCW. I can't think of his name. Bischoff? Eric Bischoff. <laughs> um, a, a lot of guys will tell you that back then, uh, Brett was not interested in doing anything that Brett didn't want to, to do. Right. Um, and for as much crap as like Hulk Hogan gets for being that way for the, uh, it's not going to work for me, brother. Like apparently Brett Hart was very, very similar. So, you know, would he have taken it to WCW? Obviously not. But would he have like, do I think he would have, put up a, a fit to make himself look super strong somewhere else, you know, so he didn't have to drop the title in a weird way. Of course. Mm. Um, 
Now, what's interesting to me is, is uh, I, I think it's in that documentary, uh, Wrestling with Shadows, is he, he basically asks Earl Hebner, like, yeah. are you, are you going to, like, is everything good? And Earl was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, well, Earl won't lie to me. Right. And Earl lied to him. <laughs> Earl done lied. That's a, that's a. Because Earl had to lie. Nah, 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 nah. That's such a bad position that he, that him and Sean oh, yeah. got put in. Oh, yeah. Like, he had to lie straight to his face because Vince said so. Yeah. Um, I got two more. Okay. Uh, I got, I'll do two more. Um, hey, yo, uh, did you hear that um, MVP Montel Vontavious Porter uh, decided not to do the show in Saudi Arabia um, because he was afraid that they were going to try to kill him? Because apparently uh, he has renounced his uh, his following of Islam. Oh, and you're apparently not allowed to. I don't know much about Islam because I've been a Southern Baptist all my life. But like, apparently that's a that's a no no in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> that is a definite no no. And he's like, yeah, I'm just not going to go. I, I don't I don't need to do you that know, no more. I feel I feel like that's a that's, that's a reasonable. Reason. There are yeah. a lot. I mean, there's a lot. <sighs> they got to stop doing that show. Hey, how, it serves have, absolutely no purpose. Didn't they sign like a six-year contract or something? Um, with especially with all of the wrestlers that are not showing up and continue to protest it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you you can't like you brought this whole bloodline thing to Saudi Arabia and then didn't have Sami Zayn there. Right. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, especially because I can only imagine that Sami Zayn would have elevated what was already a Matt classic. Can we talk about My the gosh. fact that Logan Paul is a professional wrestler? And golly, that match was so good. I am. It was so good. Oh, I'll my goodness. I'll never doubt that man in the ring again. It was um, there was. A, and also there's a. Uh, there's a photographer that caught the moment like he did. He tried to do like a forearm off the top rope and Roman was going to counter with a punch. And like they caught this really amazing picture. And oh, even looking that. at the picture, I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. Well, uh, hey, yo, following the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, AEW's TV rights deal was up in the air. Uh, making a lot of fans fearful that it would be uh, AEW on the chopping block. Well, good news. A source from Warner Brothers Discovery spoke to Fightful Select, suggesting that they'd be uh, they'd be surprised if AEW weren't offered a new television deal with a significant rise in their rights fees. Uh, the source continued um, that nothing or noting, sorry, he noted that 2022 has been a good year for televised wrestling in general due to a renewed interest in the sport, making 2022 a rebound year, um, coming a great time for both AEW and WWE, who are both soon to start negotiations on new television deals. So it doesn't appear like anyone's really worried over at AEW that AEW is going to be going anywhere. Um, I actually have, I'm just going to kind of bullet through a couple of these cause they don't need uh, whole segments. Um, uh, a few days ago, it was revealed that, uh, that Otis read his first book. <laughs> it is 
how dare you? You're laughing. <laughs> Dude poured his heart and soul into a post about having reading dyslexia. Yes. And getting yeah. getting it's a just, reading coach. It was just the way that you presented it. That yeah. Otis laugh. read a book. He read Pet Cemetery. And uh, <laughs> that's right. I'm, I did read that. Pet Cemetery. What I'm, a weird choice for her first well, book. Apparently they were like, Well, what do you like? And he's like, Well, I like horror movies. And they're like, Do you do you like Stephen King? He's like, I love Pet Cemetery. And they're like, Guess what? <laughs> Um, they turn those into books. They turn those were yeah. <laughs> um, so that's really cool though. Yeah. From the Two Words podcast, we're proud of you, Otis. Um, uh, it's more books than I've read this year. <laughs> <laughs> more books than I've read in a while. Um, secondly, uh, MJF has joined the cast of A24's The Iron Claw. I saw that, and would be playing Lance Von Erich. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't care because because uh, MJF can pretty much do no wrong. Um, he joins uh, Zach Efron and uh, the guy from The Bear. That's the only thing I know him in. He was in a he was in a sh- he's in a show called The Bear where he plays a chef. There are no bears in the show, I don't think. And uh, he was also in I think he was in like Shameless or something. I don't know. Um, and then the old man from Mindhunter. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Vince McMahon was seen having dinner with a mystery woman, mm-hmm. um, which I don't get how we have mystery women still. How do you not? You can see her face. <laughs> Looks just like Dixie Carter. <laughs> but even if it's not Dixie Carter, like, how do we not? I don't think it was Dixie Carter. <laughs> how, I mean, uh, it might have. It looks a lot like Dixie Carter. Oh, um, but like, how do we have mystery women anymore? How do you, that's the, the like, I, I have made a, a, a choice, um, that I am never going to cheat on my wife, uh, for many, many reasons. Um, the first of which being that I love her dearly and don't want, no. uh, don't, no. don't the want first, The first of which is that you'd be dead. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> but like, how do you hide Somebody sees a picture, like they know. They know. Your wife is How do you not know the, people? the only woman I know who would definitely kill. No, she definitely murdered me. No, 100%. But, like, how do we. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like, you're walking around with mystery woman. Like, yeah, Facebook exists. I feel like, you know. Literally just reverse Google search the image. Yeah. You know, I feel like now, you know, he's got. He's got his. Uh, his go ticket to just take ladies out to dates. Oh yeah, do whatever he wants. Now that they announced that you know his marriage is a shame. Also, uh, very weird. His hair is like the wrong color. It's very yeah. awkwardly dyed. Yeah, a uh, dark shade of brown. He looked, but, he looked like he was trying to emulate himself ten years ago. Yeah, no, that's it. Uh, well, when we I come back. Oh, you got one more. Sorry. Hey yo. Hey yo. J E double F J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett. Made his debut last week on AEW Dynamite, smashing a guitar over the head of Darby Allen and making his grandiose opening monologue. But this past week, he took a shot at WWE, Triple H, and Braun Strowman while putting over Satnam Singh. Uh, is that how you say his name? Satnam Singh? Uh, <coughs> Jarrett, sure. Jarrett described... Uh, Jarrett described Braun Strowman as, or no, so Jarrett described Satnam as a real giant and not a make-believe monster who wears red skinny jeans. Double J then referred to WWE as a banana-nosed circus, seemingly taking a shot at Triple H. (laughs) 
Banana nose. Banana. That's so mean. It's almost, yeah, it's almost worse than just calling him a real bad word. Like, but, uh, number, I mean, number one, very fun to see Jeff Jarrett back. Yeah. Number two, he's a billion years old and it's just adding to the AEW is WCW feel. Yeah. When they keep bringing in these really old retired guys. Yeah. It's. It's not great. It's not great. But it was fun to see a headshot with a guitar again. Yeah. I haven't seen, no. a, haven't seen a headshot, period, in a long time. He's he's fun. He's fun. <laughs> so, well, when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking Bray Wyatt business. So keep it here. Whoop, What's up, nerds? It's time for a two words fast count. We're reliving some of the key moments in pro wrestling history. Today, we're going to look at WWF's Monday Night Raw from November 2nd, 1998. Some would say it's poppycock. What I say is it's wishful thinking. In this episode, we saw Kane set fire to a steel cage he fought inside along with Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. We saw Vince McMahon scream at his family in the crowd that the only way he would ever step down from this company would be when he dies and that he doesn't want any family, friends, or wrestlers at his funeral. This is one of the best Mr. McMahon ego-driven meltdowns in history, by the way. The Rock was disqualified from the Survivor Series Deadly Game Tournament to crown the new WWF champion through a screwy finish as Ken Shamrock hit him over the head with a chair. Vince McMahon gifts mankind a brand new championship, the Hardcore Championship, in exchange for promising not to interfere in The Rock's match. Vince also implies that he considers mankind a son, facetiously, of course, as means to an end, but mankind excitedly responds, Thanks, Dad! But today's two words are ratings war. The most monumental thing about this episode is that it would be the last time Raw would have to overcome the ratings war with WCW's Monday Night Nitro. Nitro would never again beat Raw in TV ratings all the way up through the final episode on July 15th, 2001, where Vince McMahon bought his competition and shut it down. It all started this night. The Raw Nitro ratings war was the driving force between what most have deemed the most creative and entertaining era of pro wrestling, though admittedly there was a lot of garbage and just a few pieces of gold, but still, competition drove creativity, and after WCW Nitro won the ratings war for over a year, Raw and Nitro would trade victories for months before November 2nd, 1998, when Raw's victory solidified for good. The only way that I'm ever going to step down as chairman of this organization is the day I die. That's it for this episode of Fast Count from Two Words. Catch new episodes of the Two Words podcast every other Friday on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. Uh, so, like I said earlier, we have not met, uh, we have not been putting out content uh, for almost two months now. Close. Yeah. Um, and leading up to uh, Extreme Rules, we had put out a podcast, I think, like the week before. Maybe even two days before. It was, no, it was two weeks before. It was two weeks before. Because then I did three updates. Okay. 
Um, and we were push, pushing out a whole bunch of content about all of the White Rabbit stuff. Um, and finally, at Extreme Rules, uh, a very, I mean, like, they tricked us, too. Because they put that Whoa. really good, they put, first of all, they put a really good match <laughs> at the yeah. very end. Uh, they, they gave a, that, uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins put on a banger of a match. But, and then, no one cared about it. Well, but yeah, nobody cared about it because we were just we were just like waiting, um, and so Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle won, right? Yeah, Matt Riddle won. Did I think. He? Did he win? I think he won. Okay. And he's walking up the ramp, and suddenly the uh, the the logo. That, that logo, that stupid copyright thing in the, the corner. Little copyright Look, logo I, pops up. I told John this when it happened. I said, I've been watching since. Like the year 98, okay? And I love, I love last-minute surprises at pay-per-views, last-minute surprises on the show, all this. And I always give in my head storylines, how this could go, how this could end, how this cool thing could happen at the last moment. And all of my hopes have always been dashed by that stupid copyright logo popping yep. up. As soon as it pops up, I know that my, my heart sinks and like, nope, nothing fun will be happening from this point on. And so to see that after all night, because we had so many theories about when Bray Wyatt could show up and how and what it was going to be like. And, the, and every single possible theory except the final one, gone. And and they had put a whole bunch of White Rabbit stuff in mm -hmm. the thing. And we were, I was seriously concerned. Even before the copyright thing came up, I was seriously concerned. No, it's not happening. This is the final match. It's over. Podcast is over. We're not watching wrestling no so more. As soon as that logo popped up, I, I about wanted to die. I'm so glad it didn't pause very long before the lights went out. And then suddenly the lights went out, and I think you heard one of the announce team go like, uh -huh. it was uh, Michael Coley's like, are we, we still on the air? Yeah. What's going on? We still, and then we're still they, here. And then they cut out. He's got oh, and then he did. Yeah, lean into that. It was a good, so good. It was such a good one. It was a little much there at the end, though. I thought with what? Well, with like they. So they did all of the. the you know, they showed all the characters. <sighs> yeah. Um, and you know, then it was like there was a door on the screen, and then there was a door on the stage, and then they'd flip up to the screen, and the screen would be doing a whole bunch of stuff. And then it's like you almost could have cut out part of that middle portion of them coming out. But it was all care. it was all like crowd favorites, like favorites. I've I've watched so many like yeah. cell phone videos from inside the arena and to hear people like, yeah. freaking out at it, and and what you didn't hear. On the TV, is that when that light went out from the little room, everyone thought it was done and that we weren't going to see Bray in person. And yeah. the whole place started booing. Yeah. And you didn't hear that on the TV. It was just, <laughs> it was, it was just still cheering and then kind of silence. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a dope moment. Like I, it was enough that I showed my wife and I don't show my wife wrestling stuff. Yeah. I made her sit there and watch that entire thing with me. Yeah. She thought it was pretty neat. Um, uh, there were a lot of theories about, uh, the Firefly Funhouse characters that were mm -hmm. placed in and out. Um, and one person, my favorite of which was there was a picture of all of them like backstage and, um, they're all right around the same height. Yeah. And one person was like, 
Well, Alexa Bliss has got to be Abby the Witch. Alexa Bliss or Liv Morgan was was kind of the the two that they thought. And I was like, okay. And then somebody goes, and uh, uh, Joseph Red, Joseph Rudd, um, not Luke Harper, but the other one, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan. They're like Eric Rowan is uh, is is the bunny, and I'm like, not unless Alexa Bliss grew nine inches. So it, it's been, that's just not possible. <laughs> it's been like soft confirmed that yes, there were wrestlers, yeah, under those, but they weren't necessarily the wrestlers that are going to be those characters or anything. Yeah. It was just like they always do when they need extras. My favorite was the thought that Joe Gacy was playing Huskus, yeah, and I'm like, ah, uh, Joe Gacy and Bray Wyatt would be fun. It would be that would be so much fun. Um, but <clears throat> since then, kind of walk me through what's happened, okay, with so, Bray. So since then. He's been confirmed to be a SmackDown superstar, so he's pretty much just on SmackDown. Good. They've done, like, kind of replays. In fact, they replayed the entire segment from Extreme Rules on that oh, next. like, four times. On the next Raw. Well, I mean, like, the entire yeah. segment on the next Raw. But they've, yeah, they did clips and stuff several times for the next couple of weeks. But um, Bray Wyatt has come out on every SmackDown, either uh, in the back or in the ring. And started to give like a very impassioned speech as himself. Yeah. Uh, saying some mostly like really like normal things. He feels genuine. Yeah. Wrestlers are like, I can't, I didn't know if I'd ever be back here. And it's y'all that brought me back. But he sprinkles in a little bit of the crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hurt some people. You know? <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. But every single time he when gets you're interrupted. Si- when you're, by the way, when you're sick, you do a pretty good Bray Wyatt. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other day I did a pretty good Trump, but it's gotten, it's gotten more. Now I'm more time. sick. <laughs> um, but every time he's been interrupted the first time he was interrupted, I mean, I'm assuming it's been uncle howdy each time the same yeah. character, but the first time it was uncle howdy in that mask, that really dope mask that they're yeah. not using enough. Uh, now it's in a really gross mask. That's obviously over somebody's face. Um, Kind of a little bit looking like it's Malachi Black under there because he's got the one eye. Yeah. It's like white. But anyway, it's it's not him. It's obviously Bray. Um, I've also heard uh, um, it says uh, his actual uncle, uh, Blackman, I think. uh, Like Steve Black, not Steve Blackman. Um, But IRS had a a brother Mm. that also wrestled. And there's a big theory that it's him as well. I don't know. Quite possible. I'm not sure. Uh, there's there's so many questions still popping up. So they're obviously building up to a whole new level of what's going to happen next. He has not yet wrestled. Um, rumors are flying about who that first opponent will be. Um, some rumors say it's going to be Roman Reigns, and I really hope it's not. Um, I don't think he needs to go there. I don't think he ever needs to wear a title again. Yeah, him and Roman Reigns didn't really work. <laughs> Did not. Well. Um but the Uncle Howdy stuff has been fun, um, and you're you're seeing him now in each of these segments get a little bit more deteriorated as a person. Uh, he had a breakdown in the back when he accidentally got interrupted by a stagehand, quote unquote, and did a whole threatening bit with him, and then told him to leave before he gets hurt, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the fun stuff that I've been seeing though, and the stuff that's making me excited, is their teasing bliss is going to get pulled into this. There have been two occasions now where uh, during something Bliss is doing, the little um, upside down Firefly logo thing 
pops up behind her. Huh. It happened during an interview where it like popped up on that little screen behind her and she paused and stared at it until it went away and then continued talking. And then it happened at Crown Jewel. Was it Crown Jewel? Yes. It was either Crown Jewel or it was Raw. I don't remember. But it happened recently, this past week, when she she and her partners were coming down to the ring. The whole backdrop, the Titantron thing, went black and that little thing popped up for a second and yeah. came back on with their That's a very Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where that, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the feeling it's getting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, obviously teasing, they're pulling Bliss back in and I couldn't be more happy about it because I think, <laughs> yeah. I think Bliss was a really good addition until they screwed it up. I think that, I think that first of all, it's awesome that they're doing, that they brought him back, obviously. I thought that was awesome. But also, I think it's awesome that they're doing something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Firefly Funhouse got really old a lot faster than I thought it would. It did. The Fiend and Firefly Funhouse, I just, I was like, like it, at first it was like, oh, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. And then, like, you're just like, okay. I, well, but I also at the time, the reason why I think it still kept its popularity is because it was the best thing WWE was doing. That's true. Everything else sucks so bad that <laughs> we wanted more Firefly Funhouse. That's very true. That's very true. Um, I think that the coolest, and I was just thinking about this here, like, I think it would be fun to eventually take this character and finish out the John Cena Bray Wyatt trilogy mm. with like one final just that would be fun um, because I think you could do it and I think that it would be a good I mean I don't know a good send off for John Cena. Yeah, I think John Cena is retiring soon. Yeah, he is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. It looks like uh, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, so um, I don't. I don't know. So Bray has apparently also requested of Triple H uh, that he bring back Eric Rowan and Bo Dallas. Uh, and right now, the Bray Wyatt stuff has taken off so so much. He's listed as the top babyface. Yeah, on SmackDown, which is strange. Yeah, <laughs> and right now, I don't. I don't think Triple H is in a position to deny him that. So. That might be uh, the case. It could be building a real stable, like like it's been hinted. Uh, you know, the Wyatt Six or whatever. Uh, we we'll, we'll just have to find out if it's going to be a new Ministry of Darkness, or if it's going to be a new Oddities. One of those would be really cool, <laughs> and one would be so bad. <laughs> or they're just bringing back the Wyatt family. That would be cool. Which would also be cool. Okay. Okay. So I just I just kind of thought of this because they just released um, the first poster for Survivor Series. Did they? Which is going to be a Survivor Series war, war games. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the um, the bloodline. Bloodline. <laughs> All I could think of was the Usies. The Usies. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm feeling very Usie today. Feeling very Usie. Um. The the bloodline versus the Wyatt family. That'd be fun. That I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. It's not it's not bad. Um somehow like Solo Sika looks like a hardened criminal. He does. <laughs> like he looks yeah. like he looks like he's like, no, we're not joking, I've done time. This is <laughs> So the last thing with Bray Wyatt, uh he's got a new Entrance song, uh, yep. which is not really tied to his 
two former versions. <clears throat> I mean, it is and it isn't. But, you know, the, the first one, the fire flood. Yeah. The second one was a more heavy version of that. This is not that. It's not a continuation of that. Really good song. Not a creepy song, really. More no, of, more it's, of like, a, it's like a... Kind of a ballad-ish. It's like an Angels and Airwaves yeah, ballad yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's uh, really I cool. like it. I like it. Um, but it it is confusing as to the direction they're going. Yeah. It confuses the feeling a bit for me. And so I like that. I like yeah. that I'm confused. I like that I have no idea what's happening next because I'm enthralled. I'm enthralled yeah. by it. So, yeah. so far, this has not been a letdown. I'm excited yeah. to see him wrestle for the first time sometime soon, hopefully. Yeah. I am, I am pumped. I am yeah. ready for whatever it is. Um, uh, well, that's all from us for that one. Uh, when we come back... It's a tag match, player. Keep it here. I'm not sure what will work with Sean, but we should have all our bases covered. Shall we start with the Greeks, or would you prefer the modern British masters? Cheaty? I'm sorry. Choices are hard for me when I'm under pressure. I know that, buddy, but we're short of time here, and it's kind of important for Eleanor. Right, which is why I can't take this lightly. What if I screw up? Listen, I don't need the Cheaty who once had a panic attack during rock, paper, scissors because there were, and I quote, just too many variables. I need the Cheaty who stormed in here and told me to stop Eleanor's train without thinking of consequences. Oh, boy. Now I'm nervous about that decision. Retroactively? I mean, how, how do you even... I don't know. In the 10th episode of the first season of The Good Place, Eleanor's been found out. She's revealed herself as not belonging here. But now, Michael and Chidi are working to try and figure out how to keep her here. And Sean, the all-powerful deciding judge, is on his way to make a decision, and they need to come up with a plan fast. Unfortunately, Chidi can't even make a basic decision on where to start. In fact, we'll see throughout the series that his inability to make even a basic decision between two options is basically non-existent. And it's ruined a lot of things in his life, including, well, being alive. How's it going? Terribly. Cool. Well, you guys are kind of my last hopes. So that's not great. Uh, Indecision can ruin our lives, truly. It can be a plague that keeps us caught in its web. But there is a way out of it. There's a method and a path. First, think about who or what your authority is. What knowledge do you use to help you make decisions? Secondly, use your intuition, sometimes known as your gut feeling, but it's often the Holy Spirit guiding you. Just make sure not to confuse him with being overly emotional. Use reason, logic, consider thoughtfully your path ahead. Use your experience from the past to inform your future. And lastly, turn to the sages in your life, the wisdom, the people that God has put in your path, in your church, in your Bible studies, in your ministries, to lead you forward. Use their example and their experience to guide you. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. The bottom line is, just like in anything in this faith, we're not made to do this alone. God wants us to work together to help each other out in all of our circumstances, and that includes making a big decision. Get out of your own head and let a few other people open their minds to help you. That way you won't be cheaty.
Oh, no. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm relieved, but this is embarrassing. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where we're talking about tag teams, the, the, uh, the unsung heroes that, that kind of, it's up and down. It's such an, like, nobody can be like, oh, I love tag team wrestling. It's just like, ah, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's awful. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we like it when it's great. Um, I love tag team. It's a good way to get a bunch of different guys in. Um, but sometimes to me, like, I don't get why we do it. <laughs> I, I think my I think one thing that I really wish we'd stop doing with tag teams is uh, oh you two guys hate each other and have a big match coming up well you better learn to get along because we're having a tag team we, match I don't think we've actually done that in a while but that I think it's been long, a while but that was, was a long stretch yeah that it was, was like every, every time, time. Yeah. I remember they did a huge build up <sighs> um, for Roxena. Mm. At the at the first time they did WrestleMania, and then like somehow somewhere right in the middle, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna put you in a tag team match at Survivor Series to against uh, the Awesome Truth." <laughs> what? Why? That don't make no that sense. No that sense. don't make no sense. But uh, I, I guess we're just right off the bat, like. Who are some of your favorite tag teams? I got a whole list. I love tag teams, okay? I've got a list of, of more tag teams I love than tag teams I hate. Same, same, same. Uh, I'm going to start right off the bat with Too Cool. <laughs> Too Cool. <laughs> they weren't the best tag team when it came to wrestling, but they were super dang entertaining. Yeah. Um, Two-Man Power Trip, which was Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. A brief run, but it was I brutal. forgot about mm -hmm. that. Uh, of course, Brothers of Destruction is up there at the top tier. Uh, Undertaker and Kane. New Age Outlaws, Rock and Sock Connection, the APA, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, DX, Los Guerreros, Kane and RVD, Kane and Daniel Bryan, Kane and X-Pac, the Usos, the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, FTR. I love them all. You love them, you love them all. Um, <laughs> but note, there are a lot more Attitude Era yes. tag teams. that you, So, like, I was looking through my list, and, you know, you really have three different, in, 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 or, yeah, you have three different really, like, separations when it comes to tag teams. Um, you have the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys, which <laughs> they're in just their own... That's a top tier. That's a golden yeah. tier. They're in their own segment of tag team wrestling because mm -hmm. it had nothing. You didn't watch it because of the tag team titles. No. I'm not even sure I could ever really recall a match where those titles were <laughs> right. necessarily I on the yeah, line. I couldn't tell you if they were on the line or not in yeah. any of the matches. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they had to be. Yeah, well, the, I mean, there were some. Were the there were those three. ladder matches. I guess the yeah. ladder matches they had to have been. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like... If those three guys 
should be in or those six guys, I guess, should be inducted into the Hall of Fame all at the same time. Absolutely. Just as one induction, because they really transformed the way we watched tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then you have tag teams like the British Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation, yeah. the Mega Powers and Legion of Doom. And this was the first time you saw tag teams that were like a group. Right. And like that group had some sort of like that was the beginning of of putting actual factions together. Yeah. I mean, before that, you had like um, the four horsemen, but I couldn't name another faction pre the heart foundation. That's what made them such a big deal is it was like four big, big names all coming together to, you know, work with each other. And, you know, it was it. It hit kind of a high during the ruthless aggression era um, because you had uh, on SmackDown you had uh, let's see if I can figure out the tag remember the tag teams it was Edge and Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero and no 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 Kurt Angle and Edge. No, Kurt Angle and gosh, I can't think of all the guys that were in that. Basically, you had Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, um, Chris Benoit, and to uh, say Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Well, here's the kind yeah, of yeah those guys and like they and and uh, uh, what's his name? I, I'm blanking on names. What's going on? Um, Paul Heyman, he had figured out a way like if we put these guys in tag teams, we can make a mat. We can make matches where like all of these different guys are like right. mixed matched and singles. But there's and match- it would feel it would feel natural. Yeah. yeah, it's always weird when there's a tag team that's just a tag team. Yeah, and you try and put them in singles matches, it feels strange. But yeah, I understand that. Like there's there's a question you're going to ask, which is why is the Attitude Era, ruthless era, uh, aggression era, better than now? Yeah. I think that's exactly why. Uh, in my mind, a successful tag team division needs two kinds of teams. Legit, we only wrestle together tag teams and main eventers taking a shot at the tag team division for a while. Yeah. Uh, right now, instead of main eventers, the partnership tag teams are made up of mid-carters, not even main eventers. Yeah. Like... It's the same thing we were talking about with the minor titles when we did that episode, is that, you know, used to, Intercontinental Championship could main event a pay-per-view. Like, yeah. they, they were they were given pretty high regard. Yeah. But now, anything that's not the main title is given, you know, a, a lower status. Um, but, like, in Attitude and Ruthless Era, we saw Rock and Mankind. Stone Cold and Triple H, Undertaker and Kane, Jericho and Big Show, Undertaker and The Rock. Oh, Jericho. I forgot about Jericho. Undertaker and The Rock, Undertaker and Stone Cold, Cena and HBK, Cena and Batista, Triple H and HBK, Orton and Edge. All of them worked great together. All of them held the titles. All of them went up against some of the best seasoned tag teams of all time. It gave two main eventers the opportunity to still be in the championship scene without making them lose to the current world champion over and over again. Yeah. Um, but since then, we've kind of stopped putting real glory behind the tag title, so it looks like a demotion for a main eventer to team up and then go for them. Someone ruined that, though. <clears throat> Someone came along and ruined it. 
Who is that? And his name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> because John Cena is the worst <laughs> tag team. Like, statistically. Hmm. It's not arguably. It's statistically. He is the worst tag team partner ever. He won the tag team champions with... He was tag team champions with Shawn Michaels one time for, for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot like, about that. <laughs> how do you lose anything when you're in a tag team with Shawn Michaels? <laughs> it's, oh, gosh. And his name is John Cena! Like, I, come on, man. Um, and so really, like, that's what happened. Is like a main eventer was a, you know, quality star yeah. stepped into tag team for so long. He's had like seven runs as a, as a tag team champion and they've all ended within a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we moved into, um, whatever this era is the universal era still. I think so. Yeah. And the PG era. The PG era. The current era. Um, you're starting to see tag teams that are just tag teams, but could main event. And because I think about like the Usos, the Usos are a phenomenal tag team. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them are main eventers. Right. They just they just can't because they look. It would look funny them not being together. Right. Um, but then we have the New Day. You have the New Day, which two is two of the three, three main eventers. Yeah, two of the three held the title, and the other one was King of the Ring last. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still weird to watch Xavier Woods it by is. himself. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, like FTR. FTR would be weird if you like. Dax Harwood would be weird by himself mm -hmm. and they can, they, you know, him and Cash Wheeler can both wrestle. That's not, that's not the question. It's just now like they've, they figured out there's an aesthetic to it, I think. And I just, I yeah. don't know. It's, Otis was weird by himself. Otis was very weird by himself. So it's good being in Alpha Academy, but that's also because like Otis was not like the guy that you bring out as like, the heavy, you know, like, oh my gosh, he's gonna be in this match. <laughs> it's it's Otis. like it's like Whoa. ah, it's Otis. Love that guy, <laughs> you know. Um, so the question is, is like, is the tag team division getting better, and is it on, <laughs> is it on the the rise? Did it hit a plateau like a year and a half ago, two years ago? Yeah, I, I it's been six years. I, I don't think I don't think it's getting better. Uh, can it? I think it can. Um, but right now, both sets of belts are on the Usos, who aren't going to be losing them for a long time. Yeah. Uh, there are some promising teams, but the best ones are in, uh, have injured members at the moment. Uh, we had, we had Orton and, and, uh, and Riddle for a while. That was yeah. fun. Now Orton's out. Yeah. Um, we got <laughs> Riddle doing something with Elias for some reason. I don't know. That's I... <clears throat> I am trying to think if I can name another tag team that I've seen on WWE TV in the last month and a half. <laughs> like it was looking promising. I, prior I to can't. COVID, I think. Yeah. I, I think can't name the tag teams before 2020. I think it was looking promising. Um, I think that even during 
during COVID, it was still Maybe. on the rise. And then something happened post-COVID, and we just... We, we started splitting up most of the WWE teams for no good reason. There was just that period where Vince McMahon just got in his head like, let's, let's break these guys up. So, you know, we lost... We lost heavy machinery. We yeah. lost um, what were they called? Brothers Grimm or whatever they were. Luke Harper and, and uh, oh, uh, brothers. <sighs> they were just getting started. They didn't have enough time to do anything. It's like Brothers of Doom or something like yeah. that. We lost uh, the LOD ripoffs, whatever they were called. You remember them? <laughs> Apocalypse or something. Um. Ascension. 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 We lost we had a whole we had a whole slew of teams. Then they either all got fired or they got split up. And the only ones that really survived that come to mind are the still the ones that are there now, New Day and Usos. Um Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. Bludgeon Brothers is the one. Um and the once on top of the world New Day really have been pretty much kind of fizzled out since losing Big E. They've lost a lot of their they're fire since losing. Brigitte. Oh yeah. And, but that's so hard because like we love Biggie as a singles competitor. True. Like, and it, and it felt that way too when he had lost it, but even just having him on TV and in the ring with them. Yeah. Still made it feel like it something. Yeah. I guess, I mean, these are what seven, six, seven time champions. I don't remember. They, they both, they held both sets of titles at one point together. Like it was a big deal. Um, and it kind of feels like a shell of what it was now. Yeah. Well, and I think again, we're, we're focusing and, and there's a reason for it, I guess, but you know, we're still focusing so much on the Usos and like the bloodline, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we, when we went to Amarillo and watched street profits and alpha Academy and those guys <sighs> put on a freaking clinic, How have I not even thought about street profits this entire discussion? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It just popped into my head. <laughs> that was a great match. And oh, it, it was fantastic. And it's, and they, and they botched it halfway through. Like it was like right at the beginning, didn't like they? Right at the beginning, the, the second, the, the middle second. rope went out and they were just like, all right, I guess we're going to figure this one out. And it was still a great match. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we need, so I we don't need know. more street profits. We got street profits. We got um, hit row. Like there are teams yeah. out there. They just need to be built up better. We need, to, we need to include more of the division. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a problem across WWE and AEW programming what's altogether. Your, what's your list of your worst tag teams? Uh, worst tag teams uh, didn't love the headbangers. Oh, I forgot all about the headbangers. Um, uh, <laughs> I like the headbangers. Uh, didn't Mosh, love Mosh and Thrasher. Yeah, something name? like that. Um, <laughs> didn't love. Uh, what was the one with Molly Holly? Um, uh, this is the censorship one. Oh, uh, the the. RTC, right to censor. Right to censor. I didn't love that because I didn't love that their theme was just a big siren. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love that. And it went that. on far too long. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think who, I, who else I just really could not stand. It's weird because we got for a while there where we couldn't stand the shield. Like the shield was hated. The shield and New Day were both like this, at where we both yeah. hated both of them at the beginning. Like hated both of them at the mm-hmm. beginning, and then like something happened, and they just immediately turned yeah, it around. Awesome. 
Um, so I got Legion of Doom 2.0 on here, which was Animal and Heidenreich. That's right. <laughs> that was bad. I Spike this... Dudley was in that. For... Uh, was he? Wasn't he? Spike Dudley? It was Spike Dudley or it was... Um, no, it was... Uh, oh. Uh, he, Lo- was pu- uh, he was puke. Was it Lodi? No. No, not Lodi. The other guy. Um, Draws. 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 Draws was in that. Yeah. Um, that was oh, before this. I think. So, so speaking of uh, of of Lodi, though, I don't like West Hollywood blondes. West Hollywood blondes. <laughs> there's a reason I don't like West Hollywood blondes, and it's because they got canned mm-hmm. um, for their gimmick, mm-hmm. and then Eric Bischoff shuts down WCW. Goes to WWE and does the exact same thing with Chuck and Bill. <laughs> Chuck and Bill. With Bill with Chuck and Billy. Well, almost the, the Or Billy and Chuck. Thing. Billy and Chuck, whatever it was. West Hollywood Blonde's story was actually that they were brothers and they were just comfortable with each other. But yeah. they never got to actually tell that story because but they like, can't. Even even like at the end of, like it upsets me because I'm just like I'm like And then like the wet they got to the, the wedding. wedding of Billy and Chuck and one of them was like Wait, we're not actually going through with this, are we? We're like, we're not gay. It's like, aren't you going to stop this? You said we only we only get so far. Chuck Palumbo. I watched that live, and I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing. Yeah. The dumbest wedding. Yeah. The Billy and Chuck stuff was gross. Um, yeah. But there were there were some funny moments. We forgot about uh, that. Deuce and Domino I have on here. I have the Spirit Squad on here. Spirit Squad for me was the opposite of New Day and and uh, the Shield. I liked them initially, and yeah. they really started to grate on me. Spirit Squad served a purpose, though. It did. Um, mm-hmm. It was to make DX look yeah absolutely really fantastic. <laughs> um, Last one on my list is Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. I hated it. Just I hated a little too, but just a little too much. I hated the whole thing. Just a little too much. <laughs> love Terry Funk. Really love Mick Foley. One of the all-time favorites of mine. Yeah. Hated them as a tag team. Hated them. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Well, except uh, for the bump that they took. Sorry. Except for the bump that they took with the New Age Outlaws, threw them in a dumpster. Yeah. And then rolled I mean, them off the stage legitimately in that yeah. dumpster. It wasn't full of padding or anything. Just, just garbage and metal. And they took that beef. Garbage, metal, and gravity. <laughs> Terry Funk has been 89 years old since the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm ama- amazed. He ain't stopping. That. <laughs> he ain't stopping. Well, that's our show. Let us know what you think about tag teams. Uh, go over to our socials at two words LTN uh, and leave us a comment. Leave us a like subscription, whatever you want to do. Um, and, uh, and we will be back. We, I think we have one more show. Uno mas. Cause we've got to, cause we've got to stay on schedule and then we've got a little bit of a break during Christmas, but It'll then we'll be, be back and thanks- hopefully day after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, we'll be thankful to hear from us. <laughs> but, uh, until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Goodbye.